Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode eight of PogRx. I am your host, GamerDoc. We have another hopefully exciting show for you planned today. Our guest is Summer Scott, the director of team operations at CLG. But before we get to that, I want to talk about something that I hope Summer touches on, um, which is mentality, changing your mentality around why you do things. We all have tasks in our life we don't want to do, right? I don't like unloading the dishwasher. I don't like taking out the trash. There's things that I simply do not want to do. So what can you do? You can either wallow in your suffering and every time you take out the trash and unload the dishwasher or fold the laundry, say, poor me, this is terrible, this is terrible. Or you can change your mentality and change your outlook. So what I do is when I'm folding laundry, I put on a YouTube video of gameplay. I'll just watch someone play video games for 20 minutes while I'm folding laundry. And, and now I get to watch YouTube videos. You know, thinking about not being forced to do something, but making it an opportunity sounds really lame. It does. It sounds super lame. But that is what makes successful people successful. It is. You have to enjoy the grind. The grind isn't something that you suffer through. The grind is something that you get to do. I get to record podcasts and people listen to them. That's freaking awesome. That's awesome. Changing your mentality. And so when we talk about things like, you know, getting sleep, getting exercise, the importance of nutrition, instead of thinking about why you, you know, being afraid of the, the side effects, right? If you, if you're sleep deprived, you're going to be, you know, bad at your sport. If you're sleep deprived, your reaction time is going to decay. Instead of thinking about what's going to happen if you don't do it, think about what's going to happen if you do do it. Think about the benefits you're going to get from it as opposed to why you shouldn't do it. Does that make sense? I hope it does. And so that's what I want to talk about because informed people know the why, right? Informed people know the why of their doing things. So you go to your doctor and they tell you to take blood pressure medication. Why? Why are you doing that? Why do you need to take blood pressure medication? Because if your blood pressure is elevated, pressure, if your blood pressure is elevated for long periods of time, for prolonged periods of time, it can lead to, it, it makes your heart work harder, right? The pressure moving through the heart is going to be higher and that's going to cause more strain in your heart. You're going to have a higher risk of cardiovascular disease. Um, you're not going to perfuse. So capillaries are really cool. So it goes, um, your, you know, blood leaves your heart, enters the aorta, which is a giant artery. And then it goes further and it branches off from a small artery. And then it goes into an arterial, which is, which is a much smaller version of an artery. And then it goes to a capillary bed. And the capillary bed is this network of really tiny blood vessels. And it's so tiny that only one individual red blood cell can get through. And as that red blood cell gets through that tiny capillary, the, the, the wall is so thin that it deposits its oxygen right through, you don't need, it doesn't need a carrier. It doesn't need any, it just right through the wall of the capillary and in comes the waste products. Well, the bad stuff, not the waste products. So that's your lymphatic system. And, and that's the red blood cell then carry continues on its way. So if it's going through that capillary too fast because your blood pressure is too high, it's going to do damage, right? So these are things why your blood pressure should be low and why you need to take blood pressure medication. You should know the why you should know the why. Because you're like, I don't want to have a heart attack because my blood pressure is high. 
So let's talk about the why. And today I was, I was going to say I was going to talk about the why of sleep, nutrition, and exercise in like 10 minutes. And then I started doing the sleep research and I was like three hours later of this research hole and I was like, this is going to be one whole episode. So I want to talk about the why of sleep, the why of sleep. So why do we sleep, right? We know why we lack of sleep decreases reaction time, decreases performance, right? We know that. But why should you sleep? Okay. So one of them is it is involved in memory consolidation, memory consolidation. So you learn all these things during the day, right? You walk by, you learn a new fact about somebody. Maybe you get a little bit better at building in Fortnite. And so at night, your brain takes those short-term memories and converts it to long-term memories, cements it in your brain. And it makes you forget unused memories, right? So you do forget things. Your brain is doing the cleaning process of consolidating memories. So if you don't sleep, you don't consolidate memories, all right? Repair, repair. Sleep is a big time for repair. If you exercise, you know, how, do, how does exercise work? Why does exercise create bigger muscles? You create small rips and tears in your muscle. You do. Exercise rips your muscles. And at night, those Rips get stitched back together stronger, muscle hypertrophy, right? So if you don't, you know, so so sleep is when we, we repair muscles. I'm not going to say the effects, the bad things, because we're talking about the why. Um, okay, this is a really cool one. Growth hormone is released. So at night, different hormone levels fluctuate, right? So growth hormone levels increase. What is growth hormone? Growth hormone stimulates growth. It's exactly what it says. It's exactly what it says. It's so important for human development. So like if you take growth hormone out of someone, they won't grow taller, right? If you, if you take a 12-year-old and you completely block growth hormone, they won't get taller. They'll be stuck at that height. And that's why it's so important to sleep more when you're growing, when you're, when you're under 18, if you haven't reached your final height yet, because that is when you're growing at night. And this is the wild part. So growth hormone is so good at what it does. It's so good at making you taller, making you build muscle. It's not just important about getting, getting taller, right? So building muscle, growth hormone is really important to building muscle, that it is taken as an anabolic steroid. It's a performance-enhancing drug. People take it as a performance-enhancing drug to get stronger. Imagine someone who takes a band, it's banned by the Olympics and it's banned by the NCAA, it has been since the 90s, right? Imagine taking growth hormone, but not sleeping at night. That seems silly. That seems really silly. So, so growth hormone gets released at night. The longer you're asleep, the more growth hormone, right? Uh, nighttime is also when your body gets rid of waste products. So up until relatively recently, we didn't know that your brain had a way of clearing its waste products. So there's something called the lymphatic system. And the lymphatic system, if you imagine it, it's kind of like if you had, if you look at like the arteries and veins of your body, duplicate that, remove the heart, and then think about it as clearing waste products, right? So um, the reason why your, your feet swell on an airplane is because you're not using your muscles of your legs. And the muscles of the legs are how the lymphatic system drains waste products so that the swelling builds up, the fluid builds up. There's nothing to drain it away. So your brain has a lymphatic system, its own lymphatic system that clears away waste products. And guess when that's most active? At night. It's cleaning the gunk out of your brain. It's literally cleaning the gunk out of your brain. 
emotional regulation. Okay, I love this one too. I love all of these. Um, so there's area of your brain called the amygdala. Medulla oblongata. No, we're talking about the amygdala. So it's in the, it's in the temporal lobe, kind of on the side of your brain, and it's involved in the fear response. Fight or flight and stress. Right, so the fear response. You see something and you become fearful. And your, and your nervous system gets activated, right? And your fight or flight system gets activated. Because if you're afraid, I see a bear, it, it, it terrifies me because bears are terrifying. I need to run away from that bear. So we start, we elevate our heart rate. We get the, the blood pumping to our muscles faster and quicker, right? All these things happen. The stress response, right? So at night, the amygdala gets regulated. It gets regulated, and if you're sleep deprived, the amygdala is more likely to overreact, right? So if you are sleep deprived, the amygdala is more likely to overreact. If the amygdala overreacts, you have more of a fear response, you have more of a stress response, you have more stress in your life. Which if you're constantly running away from bears is probably good, but if you're not, and a Twitter post that disagrees with you induces fear, that's not good. Stress hormones are not good for you in the long term. Weight maintenance. Okay, so when you're sleeping, hormones that suppress hunger get released, right? And, and, and hormones that cause you to feel full get released. And those levels are regulated. So if you're not sleeping, you're going to have more of an appetite and it's going to take you longer to feel full. These hormones are regulated at night. Lastly, 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 the immune system. So when you're sleeping, your immune system releases something called cytokines. And cytokines basically are these magical little molecules, proteins, that fight infection, reduce inflammation, produce antibodies, and immune cells. Right? So it regulates all of those things. And you know what is happening in your wrist right now? There's inflammation. There's inflammation. Yeah. And that, that inflammation needs to be regulated. And cytokines are going to do that when you're sleeping, when you're sleeping. Sleep is so important for all of those reasons. All of those things happen when you're sleeping. And if you're sleeping for the greater than seven hours a day that is recommended for people above 18, you're getting those benefits. Don't you want those benefits? Don't you want to be able to build muscle easier? Like I can go to the gym for 15 minutes and not sleep. And then I get, let's say the, a gain of 15. If I go to the gym for 15 minutes and sleep that night, sleep well, I get double, triple that gain. You're erasing the things you're doing during the day by not sleeping. You're improving the things you do during the day by sleeping. So if you're like stuck, you're, you're stuck at a, a you're, say you're, you're lifting weights and you're trying to get better and you're, you're stuck, or I'm a rock climber and I'm kind of stuck at a V4 right now, I'm stuck. If you're a gamer and you're stuck at a level, like you're stuck in bronze, you're stuck in, in, in a certain level of ranked, right? Division five, division six. By maximizing your sleep, you can help yourself. You can improve. You can, you can push through those hard areas. And now you know why. Now you know why. Because you're a smart, informed gamer. And I'm so proud of you. So that's my, that's my why. Um, that's, that's our little intro. So before we get to our guest, we're going to do our PogRx for today. So here you go. One of the easiest ways to improve your gaming is to focus on aim training, an integral part of most titles. 
A new study shows that only 30 minutes a day of aim training can improve performance in gamers of all skill levels. Training for more than 60 minutes can cause performance to plateau, so switch it up after an hour. It's really that easy. All right, y'all, now that we've filled your brain with all of the knowledge in the intro and all of the knowledge during that prescription, it is time for our guest. So Summer Scott has been a very good friend of mine since I started getting involved in esports, and I am constantly picking her brain, so I'm so glad that you get to share this experience of me picking her brain. So she previously, before joining CLG, was a performance coach and an esports psychology consultant. But then obviously CLG was like, come work for us full time. So she was scooped up at the end of 2017, initially as the player development coach. She was then promoted to be the head of player development. During that time, she also took over as the interim head coach of CLG Red. And now she is the director of team operations. I am so excited. Welcome to the show, Summer Scott. Welcome to Pog RX. How is your day going? My day is going. It's just <laughs> Go. going. It's, it's, time is passing. So it's, I you know. am a, you know, energizer bunny-ing through life right now. <laughs> Constant <laughs> IV drip of caffeine. Got it. Got it. So you know, we, we were, we've been, you know, I, talk about, I talked about your illustrious career in esports. You've been doing this for a while. Um, but I guess my first question is, why does esports need someone like you? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I guess that would depend on, you know, what someone like me is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but generally speaking, I think that I am a person who is highly empathetic, 
looks for the human aspect in pretty much everything that we mm -hmm. do um, as a business, as a sports team. Yeah. Um, and I look to actually cater to the human, right? Um, Esports needs me because esports wants peak performance and you don't get peak performance out of a robot, you get it out of individuals. And you need people in the industry that understand the individual, that is me. Um, and practically speaking, we're looking for all the levers to pull, right? Mm -hmm. um, how you connect people's passion to what they're doing, how you help them eat better, sleep better, run better, right? Just to be a better gamer. Um, because all of that is what makes you a better human and yeah, better humans play better games. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I want to talk about, but one of the first thing I, I like that what you said is connect people's passion to what they're doing. So we, we talked about burnout a couple shows ago with Dr. Carolyn Rubenstein. If you guys haven't caught that episode, it's great. And one of the things she was talking about with burnout is you know, with basketball players, there's an off season. Um, they, they have split up practice and with there's time off. But with video gaming, first of all, it's something we all grew up love doing. And suddenly when you it becomes the thing you have to do, coupled with practice schedules, coupled with even when it's off season, they're still playing their video game. Like, you know, still, you're still grinding, you're still working on skills. Um, and I think that, you know, connecting the passion and, and having people remember that is so important in gaming and esports. So how... How do you do that? How do I remember that I'm passionate when? I'm How do you office? inspire other people? Because um, what you do, right? You're you're the person who is looking at the players' needs, right? You're looking at each individual player's needs at CLG, and you're and you're providing them with the resources they need, and a lot of resources they didn't know they needed until you provided them for them. But how do you remind them that hey, you're here because you love video games, and this is your career? even when it gets tough, even when you're losing? I would say I do this by reminding people what they signed up for mm. and why they feel the way they do when they feel bad, mm. right? Um, a really simple example of work I did with a player. They're just like, I just like don't enjoy what I'm doing. I feel like this just blows. And ultimately the conversation ended up where it was just like, this feels like it blows because you purposefully sacrificed other things. You purposefully said for this amount of time, I'm going to speak less with friends. I'm going to probably sleep a little bit less. I'm not necessarily going to go and eat all the things I love, but I'm going to eat the things I have to in order to have op like optimal brain function. You're purposefully depriving yourself of a lot of really great things in life because you know that depriving yourself in certain ways yields a new result and you do it because you're the rare person that like will right there's a reason why only certain people achieve really really high performance and it's because they are the only ones who are really willing and equipped to make these kinds of sacrifices and when you put that picture in play then like it stops feeling like it's something that's happening to you and you're reminded that this was a choice control and that choice really helps propel that person back into the place where it's just like yes this is my passion this is what i choose to do right it's kind of like marriage where like you can be in a fight with somebody but you're like no i choose you and i choose you every day right like marriage ain't freaking pretty mm -mm. and neither and like these people are married to their sport right yeah um so they have to choose it every day. You're injecting like control in their lives again. It kind of sounds like because they they're saying, 
oh, I'm like, I'm upset because all of these things are happening to me. But it's like, no, you, you did that. You were the one who did that. And I think it's really interesting to think about that from both sides because there's lots of people who on social media, you know, when Potter was named to the EG team and um, or, you know, when someone has a little bit of success, there's always the haters. There's always the people being like, I'm better than them. I have these skills, blah, 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 blah. But it doesn't matter if you have the skills and and if you have the raw talent. It's like you said, like the, the, the high performers are the ones who have changed their entire lives to get there to to you know they've changed their diet they've changed their sleep schedule they aren't going on vacations with their friends they're they're they've reorganized their entire life to succeed that's so cool yeah and arguably there's people who don't really know what choice they're making when they step into professional esports yeah um you know at clg like one of our biggest passions is to make the dream real for people who are aspiring to do this thing, right? They, they want a game for a career, um, but not everybody actually knows what that means. Not everybody understands what all those sacrifices really are. Um, and all that comes with like, even just like the notoriety of mm -hmm. being a professional gamer and in like the public space, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I've also had conversations with players where I'm just like, hey, you're like in this competitive scene, but it doesn't seem like you wanna make that sacrifice. Maybe like, you're actually better suited for like our stream team or something entirely different. Um, and it's funny because like the conversation I'm remembering, the person was just like, no, like, that's <laughs> such an insult. But like, it is the reality, right? It's a very niche type of thing to be an elite performer. Um, and it's kind of my job, even as performance coach, to remind people that like that niche track is not one that you're stuck on by any means. It's just one choice that you made one day. Um, and you're allowed to change your mind, right? You're allowed to like re-navigate your journey through mm -hmm. life in, in this respect. That reminds me of the running joke with me and my old roommate was we both believed that we could have been Olympic athletes. And, you know, our, our partners made fun of us constantly for this. But we're like, oh, like if we would have trained, we would have been, if we would have tried harder, we would have been Olympic athletes. But that is what separates the streamers and the casual gamers from the pro esports athletes is saying if i did that instead of just doing it and putting in the practice and putting in the putting in the work um and so many people don't want to put in the work they just want the the outcome so what exactly does it look like to be a pro gamer because we've talked about this you know like they don't want to make the sacrifices is it just they're just it's not just playing video games all day at home you know cheetos right well, I guess I'll start from where you left off, where it's just like the difference between the people that are going to say that they could be versus the ones who just do the things, mm -hmm. it's a little bit of a personality thing, right? When you end up being one of these elite players, you tend to be oddly obsessive about your craft. Yes. Um, very perfectionistic, for better or for worse, because that can definitely hamper you as well. Um, but it's like not something that you could realistically turn off, right? When you get out of a game, you're like, oh, dude, like that one misplay. And like you rehearse it over and over and over in your head. And it's something that you just can't control almost. It's a compulsion to try to improve. Um, so I would say like there's a little bit of that mindset there. And there are some, some people that just have it that are just insanely achievement oriented that just are very like process oriented and 
want to try to fix and figure out, right? Like these are all traits of people that just kind of naturally like lend themselves to this track. It's not to say that you couldn't if you weren't, if you didn't have these traits, but these are things that you see more often. Um, and the craft is about honing the processes around those natural inclinations. So day to day, if you're looking at practically what a pro player is doing, they're practicing with their team. Like for example, League of Legends, they come into work, they have a warm up time. They'll usually have like a morning meeting where they'll discuss like, what are all the things that we need to be tackling and prioritizing them, right? You're not just trying to blanket improve your gameplay. You're being very focused on things that you think are going to make the biggest difference. Um, so you focus on fixing those things um, rather than just having fun, right? Yeah. Um, and they're getting into practice and they're scrimming for, you know, five, six games as a team. And they're in those games focusing hard. They're being very deliberate about what they're doing. Um, they are focusing on the things that they set out to do in that day. Um, and they try to come with the absolute peak of attention, right? They're not on social media in between games. They're not like checking their phones. Like all that stuff is out of the way. They purposefully prioritize everything about gaming mm -hmm. during this time window. Um, when they're out of game, they immediately step into a group and they discuss what happened, right? They discuss like the misplays, yes, on execution, but more importantly, they understand how they even got there. What would have prevented the situation altogether that caused the error? Um, so just trying to find ways they are more in control of their own performance uh, rather than, again, this like happening to me mindset. Mm -hmm. So this is a very important thing because even other pro teams that I'm aware of have actually not made this shift in the way that they train. Um, they still are very problem focused. They're looking at the results. They're looking at the uh, the symptom, not the cause of all of what's going into it. And that is something that even somebody at home can start doing, right? Am I looking at the cause of what got me into these situations or am I just seeing a bunch of symptoms? Um, so I would say like, that's like part of the day-to-day -day as well, just like processing your gameplay overall. Uh, and then finally, once you leave the work door, uh, that's where like some of the real personal work begins, right? This means that you are making those sacrifices and those meaningful choices um, for making sure that you are a well-functioning human being. Sometimes that means going in and putting more hours. Sometimes that means going home and going to freaking sleep, uh, making sure that you've had your meals in place, right? Um, and of course, the thing that no gamer wants to hear is go for a freaking walk, man. <laughs> How dare you? Um, I don't even tell you that you need to go to the gym. Just go for a walk. Okay. Get up. Move. Do some things. <laughs> so, so um, And like all that kind of counts into the overall professional scene. That, that like intentionality is so important in everything that you want to be successful in. And I really love that you said that because people when they want to train, they want to get better at something. They say, OK, I'm going to I'm going to train more. I'm going to train for longer. But in actuality, you don't need to train for longer in some situations. You just need to train smarter. And setting intention 
around the training, you know, okay, so Friday, I'm going to practice my, my, my creep control, you know, Friday, I'm going to practice my building Friday, I'm going to do this is what I'm the specific skill I'm working on. And then, and then taking time for ref, to reflect is, is so important. So you're saying all these well, things about the train smarter thing. I will also say like, I know the whole trite is true situation is a thing, but I know it's very frustrating to people when we say things like that, like train smarter. Um, part of training smarter is just like educating yourself, right? If you hear professionals being like, bro, sleep, don't just be like, ah, sleep. It's like, well, why are they saying this to me? <laughs> you know, like, what is this? Can I actually just get a handle on what they're trying to say to me so I can make a, a actual choice, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is another way of like things just happening to you. You're not in control of things if you don't actually understand the mechanisms. So just blindly following advice also sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have someone who's working with a sleep psychologist, can you ask them like, what is the sleep actually doing? And they're going to tell you, well, it's helping you file away all the learnings that you had for the day. If you don't sleep, then they don't get filed. You just wasted a day, right? It's helped clearing the floor so that new information can come in. And it's also helping you make sense of all the problems that happened in the day that really only happens in REM sleep. So you really got to get some good sleep in for that REM to start actually helping you problem solve, right? That's not happening unless you're getting a decent chunk of sleep and it happens more towards the later cycle of sleep. So mm -hmm. this is really helping you understand what the sleep is actually doing for your performance and helping you understand that when you have to sacrifice sleep, sometimes it happens like we travel there's jet lag all this other kinds of craziness you know how that's going to impact you and you can make meaningful decisions about how you are training as an individual so you're saying all these things about what clg is doing uh, you know the morning meetings the intentionality the the focusing on the cause not the symptoms the sleep psychology the nutrition you started with clg at the end of 2017 um when you walked in, I'm assuming it wasn't like that. Um, you know, you are this beacon of intelligence and have have really helped so many people grow and learn as a player. So when you walked in in 2017, what were some of the first things that you wanted to fix? What were some and, and you know, I'm not saying it was broken. It's just that's how the esports industry was in 2016. That's how the esports industry was before they started asking people with these trainings to come in. So what were some of the first things that you focused on and, and, and improved back then? Luckily, CLG, when I walked in, I actually had Matt Hu. Oh, um, okay, perfect. Head of performance in medicine. Mm -hmm. um, so that was great, because at least it, like, it wasn't completely foreign. Right. <laughs> Just nobody liked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the main things that I actually focused on when I came to CLG were like how people process information, right? Getting into this, being more intentional and also actually figuring out what you are learning and what you're taking away. It's so easy just to like go through the days and hoping that like things are sinking in. And of course, when you're thinking of a group of people, um, it's not always clear what people are taking away, right? Like everyone has their own unique perspective of what was important in the day. Um, so we did really simple systematic things like that. Just like, hey, can we get everybody on the same page? Can we like write down the key learnings of the day, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Just like something super simple like that. Um, and really focusing on coordinating groups of people. Um, I also just wanted to work individually with players to help build their awareness. So we literally just started tracking their sleep, mm -hmm. tracking how much water they had in a day, 
And I wanted to link it to what they were actually seeing in themselves, physically and emotionally. So I literally had them not next to tracking what was going into their body and like their physiological maintenance with, so what kinds of emotions did you experience in the day? Like how much did you tilt? How intense was that? What brand was it, right? Were you getting really angry? Were you getting really sad? Did you feel like a lot more shame in the day, right? So that people are learning how what you're doing in the body is affecting the mind. By the way, they're connected. <laughs> so uh, that was really where I focused predominantly when I first came to CLG and then just kind of like pushed from there. And beyond that initial year, I uh, was promoted to the head of player development. So I was very focused on like the one-on-one -on -one coaching aspect of things, helping push the needle for individuals. And we also had made the change of bringing on Weldon Green, who as a head coach was then able to put more systematically, um, more systems in place to look at the physical health and wellness of the players. It's mm -hmm. amazing. Second to last question, because we're almost out of time and I don't want to, um, you know, and you're very busy. What is, during your time at CLG, what is the program or improvement that you're most proud of? Most proud of? Holy sugar boogers. Um, I would say it would really have to come down to like individual achievements of the players. Um, like the conversation I was sharing with you before, having those small aha moments where it's just like, oh, I chose to deprive myself and therefore I can unchoose that if I need to undeprive un myself. <laughs> Right. Um, mm -hmm. Anytime somebody makes that key psychological shift where they're back in control and they're making meaningful decisions about their performance, mm -hmm. like that is the fundamental thing that makes the biggest change yes. for these pro athletes. Because I cannot emphasize enough that most people happened upon this pro career, right? They just got good. And then all of a sudden they have a tension where an org wants to pick them up and they just do not know what it means, right? They don't know necessarily how they got there. They don't know the secrets to their own success. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so having these conversations actually starts to unlock that and allows them to start, you know, pulling different levers <clears throat> to get better, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and do it in a way that they're in control of and is not breaking them. Yes. Which is a very big part of what I do. How can we achieve our dreams without breaking ourselves? Finding the why is so important because instead of, you know, if you introduce a new service, like be like, okay, you're, we got this nutritionist. And instead of them being like, oh, I have to go see the nutritionist or like, I wonder how I can fix my diet. I wonder the things I'm doing wrong. I'm wondering how much performance benefit I can get from seeing this nutritionist. That's they're so motivated. I've I've seen it before in you know in esports and gaming and the rest of life too. You know, once you help someone find their why, their whole mentality changes, and it's just it's groundbreaking. Well, I think the biggest thing is that people can learn that achieving greatness. It's not something that you suffer through. <laughs> yes. And this is certainly true of like players who play through injury, right? Like, Writing hey, that down. Like your arm shouldn't be numb. It doesn't have to be numb either. You know, like you don't have to sacrifice your career to go see a PT about this numb arm because it's not normal. Shouldn't be normal. Let's not make it normal, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, and it's the same thing with like psychological distress, right? Mm -hmm. Learning that like, yeah, I can maybe see a nutritionist because my energy levels suck. I feel like I'm just like dragging myself for the day. 
who the frick wants that? Like, yeah. you only live once. Like, this is the life that you're choosing? Come on, man. Like, we can do better than that. Especially yeah. if you're, like, freaking gaming. <laughs> like, it's game, Mr. Christmas. Like, let's have some fun. <laughs> like, let's actually find some joy in the things that we're doing. It's not medicine. And, yeah, you can achieve really high levels of success while enjoying it. Mm-hmm for the love of Pete. And it's not just enjoying the achievement at the end. It's actually enjoying the journey as mm-hmm. well. So, all right, last question. The name of the show, PogRx. <laughs> Playing the game prescription because I'm a nerd. Um, so you're writing a prescription. This is not medical advice. You're writing a prescription and handing it to every single gamer in the world who wants to get better at video gaming. What are you writing on that prescription? It can only be one thing. Slows hierarchy of needs. Um... I say go Google that. See the fancy little pyramid of all the things that a human being needs to be fundamentally successful as like just a human and address those as you game, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying take away the gaming, um, but the cool thing about that pyramid is that the bottom four tiers are all things that take away from your motivation to game. Right? These are things like your physiological health. The more hungry you get, the more your stomach's like, yo, feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me, until you get out of queue and you're just like, damn, like I really need to go eat, right? That is something that creeps up on you that mm-hmm. takes away your motivation to game because it's just like, yo, gotta do this. Um, same thing with like whether or not you feel like you have safety, um, whether or not you feel like you have decent shelter. Like if you are in a space that is way too hot, way too cold, address that um if you feel like you're sacrificing on love and belonging yeah you do need time for your friends Mm -hmm. you you should be cultivating your support system why because being a pro gamer is really freaking hard and at the end of the day you need people that love you no matter what is freaking happening Mm -hmm. win or lose they got your back you need to cultivate those relationships these are all things that are basic as being human beings and they will take away from your ability to game if you neglect them the need for them will keep on creeping up on you until you fundamentally cannot game anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a repetitive stress injury for the mind with these things. I love that. Um, the contrary is that when you are engaging in what you love to do, the motivation to engage in it keeps going up, right? When you are self-actualizing and becoming the absolute best, the more you lean into that and the more you go, the better you feel about it, the more you want to go. So just address the things that are going to take away from that so that you can lean wholeheartedly into that gaming and become your best self. I love that. I love that. Everyone go Google that. I'm sure they're already doing it because this is a podcast. So, (laughs) Uh, Summer, you are fantastic. Your Twitter username has been below you this whole time, so people know where to find you there. Is there anything else you want to highlight or things you'd like people to do? No, man. I mean, this this is awesome. Keep listening to this podcast because no doubt you're going to have some great information. And yeah, my door is always open. I really love just like talking to anybody about getting better and being better. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much and have an excellent day. The director of team operations at one of the top esports organizations wants you to work on the hierarchy of your needs. And if she says to do it and you want to be someone who is employed by her company or a similar company, Maybe take a look. Or maybe if you're just a normal human, we should all be checking in on that. Because when she was saying that, I literally was thinking to myself how I haven't worked out this week. I haven't worked out this week. I work out every day and I haven't worked out this week because I've been so busy. 
I'm neglecting my hierarchy of needs. And I'm doing it because I'm like, if I push through, oh, I don't have the hour to go work out. If I push through, it's better for my career. But me not working out is not better for my career because if I'm snapping at people and not fully emotionally regulated because I don't have my endorphin kick, that's not good for me. And I don't have to spend an hour going to the gym. I can just go for a 10 minute run outside. I'm believing my own excuses. I am. I am. I see it happens to everybody. It happens to everybody. That is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, this has been episode eight. So if you missed any of them, go back through and listen to them. I mean, I try and keep it in the attention span that I have. I know this one ran a little long, but Summer said so many good things. So trying to keep it under half an hour in the future. And some of the earlier ones are even 20 minutes. So um, if you have the attention span like I do, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. This has been a lovely show. Thank you for joining us. If you don't already, give us a follow, give us a like, follow me on Twitter at GamerDoc if you want more content and have a happy and healthy week. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this show. For more information, follow GamerDoc on Twitter at GamerDoc underscore. And please remember, nothing in this video is medical advice. Yes, I am a doctor and yes, you may need help. But this is the internet, and this is for entertainment informational purposes only. Thank you, and have a very nice day.